0: What's up, friends? Welcome back to the wood well, That's Good podcast. Today we have two very special guests and they're actually in the house with us. They have a new book out called Sister Roar and it is none other than my grandma and my aunt, Miss Kay, as y'all know, Memo K for me, and Aunt Lisa, welcome to the podcast. Thank Thanks. you. We're glad we're here. I am so glad y'all are here. This is going to be so much fun. And I, I can't believe y'all haven't been on the podcast already, but now we have a really fun reason to yeah. be on the podcast. With well, this. you know, I was so excited to be on
1: your podcast that I came a month early.
0: I know. <laughs>
1: so I'm up here and I'm like, and, and I'm saying, Kay, hurry up and get here. Hurry up and get here. And then I call Sadie. Sadie, when are you going to be here? And
0: she's like, uh, it's next month. I know. I'm like, what? And you're like, I'm in your studio. I'm like, why? That's now, hilarious. I'm the
2: old person here. I should be the one that forgets,
0: right? I know. That was really funny. I'm sorry you had to get dressed twice, no, because you look great. That's all right. That's you right. look no great. Uh, I don't know if y'all have seen Masterminds, but there's a quote in it, and the wife had to get ready so many times, and he goes, well, third time's a charm. You look great. You know, <laughs> so you well, I got to ask you the question I ask everyone on this podcast. What is the best <coughs> piece? Excuse me. You're good. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Moa Kay, you want to go
2: first? I do. And it was my grandmother, who I lived with a lot growing up more. I think I stayed more with her than at home. And uh, she told me as we were sitting in a swing, just talking in the evening, and she always talked about good things. But she said, I want you to remember
0: Hmm.
2: that when you marry, it's for life. Well, wow. and you will stay with your husband through thick and thin, mm-hmm. and you know, no matter what kind of trouble comes your way, that you say, "I made a vow to God, and I'm keeping it."
0: Wow! And look, you did. And
2: it. 64 years later, yeah, here I am.
0: That's amazing. I want to stop there for a second and talk about that because. Um, you know, now y'all are still married and you have this legacy of grandkids, great grandkids. You have um, a famous family, which is probably really crazy to even think of. I'm sure you never thought that would happen. No. Um, and you're still married, but y'all went through a lot of hard times. And so through those 10 years, 10 years of hard times. And some people might've heard that some people might not have, but what was that like during those times? Do you feel like that piece of advice really helped you get through? I know years? it did. Yeah. Wow. There's
2: no way. Because I had family, on my family, family on Phil's family, say, you need to leave him. You need to leave him. Mm-hmm. You need to leave him. And then I was kind of alone saying, I'm not leaving. Wow. Well, I mean, I made a vow, and I'm not going.
0: Wow. Well,
2: and then the only way it, it was uh, broke was when Phil told us that to, we had to leave. Wow. Well, I mean, he literally kicked us out of our trailer
0: wow that's yeah. crazy how did that tell a little bit about that redemption story about oh. y'all, so from the time he kicked you out of your trailer to the time he came back what was that time period
2: oh it was our we lived in the pine terrace apartments little inexpensive based on your salary which i was just working making like 250 dollars a month that's all i had wow. but i did have the whitesbury road church to help me so much and You know, just this horrible feeling. And every night, I told my kids, we'll pray for Phil. And uh, then we took, you know, when I took my stuff from the house, when he wasn't there, I took the black and white TV. I took Hmm. me, even he's the man doing the trouble, but I consider he likes that TV so much, we'll get the little one. Wow. And then doing all that kind of stuff. And, you know, every day our boys would just pray with us, me together, with feel to change and come to God wow. and do that. But while we were waiting and not knowing, my boys got involved in the pink bus ministry, <clears throat> and they won awards for bringing the most people to church. Wow, that's awesome. And see, it kept our mind doing off of other things than just feeling sorry for ourselves Yeah, and that we wouldn't. But um, wow. I'm telling you, what he found out in that three or four months that he was gone was what he thought he wanted, Hmm. the bachelor life, the do-anything-you-want life. And he called it finding his freedom. Wow. He said, that wasn't my freedom at all. Wow. And so when he came to my work and was down in the old gray truck and my friend and I were just coming back from lunch, and we saw him, and she said, Oh, no, Phil's here. Do you think he'll bring a gun and kill us all? And I was like, No, you saw too much TV about that. I said, <laughs> and she said, Well, you never know. And I said, Well, I'm going out to talk to him because I don't want him to come into the office maybe yeah. and, you know, start. Make a scene. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's it would that's kind of how he was back
2: then. Oh, it was. He didn't care what he said or who he said or anything. So I went out there, and when I opened the door, he was leaned over the the uh, steering wheel, and I thought, oh, he's drunk. But no. Hmm. He was, tears were coming down his eyes. I've never seen him cry. Wow. And they were coming down his eyes, and he said, I can't live without you. I can't live without my family. I, I don't want to be without my family. I." Wow. I don't want what I've been doing. He said, I want to I wanna be back. Wow. And he said, and I told him I had to be very brave. And, you know, because I love this where he was so humbled.
0: Yeah.
2: And what I had to say was, I said, Phil, you need to change your life and you need to come to somebody. And he said, God? Hmm. I said, yep. And his son, Jesus Christ. And then he said, I don't know how. Wow. And, you know, it showed you, you knew, he's known all that, but it wasn't personal to him.
0: Yeah, totally. And so
2: that night, we made a deal that he would follow me home at 5.30 to my apartment. Mm-hmm. And all the boys were so glad to see him.
0: Aww, and they so said, sweet. Daddy,
2: can you please bring back that color TV? We have to watch <laughs> this little old TV, and it's not good at all. And, and Mama wouldn't take the... Color when she left it for you, Aww. and he said, "Yeah, I'll bring it tomorrow." And they said, "Well, what about tonight?" <laughs> he said, "No, because after I agreed, you know, to talk to him, yeah. and we had that session with Bill Smith. Yeah. Well, for, well, first it was just we talked to him, then he wanted just to talk to Bill.
0: Wow! So
2: we did that, and the kids and I were back in the bedroom. They were had their heads, you know, trying to hear what he was saying. I said, leave, no, he he knows what to say, Bill Smith, you know. Wow. And they said, well, what if Daddy says a cuss word? I said, I'm sure Bill Smith has heard that before. <laughs> and he's, he's not sweet. a Christian. He doesn't have Jesus. So he's going to say whatever. And, it, you know, it is yeah. embarrassing for you and me and everybody else. But when you're on, when the devil's in you, that's what he wants you to do.
0: Yeah.
2: And then he said, Alan said, Will Jesus ever be in daddy? And he said, I said, Yes. I know it because he's agreed to even talk about it. Yeah. And so then, you know, he came every night for three nights and I let Phil stay then. Yeah. And then we came back and there's a big note on the door and it said, Come to the church right away. So me and the boys, it was three of them, we loaded up and ran. And we walked in the back of the church, they were in the baptistry. Wow. And uh, Bill Smith was asking him, who's going to be the Lord of your life? Hmm. And he said, Jesus Christ. And he said, you know, a couple of more things. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. And I looked down at my boys, and just tears were rolling down their (laughs) eyes. That's awesome. (laughs) And they said, Jason said, does that mean that the devil's not gonna be living and dying now? And I said, that's exactly what that means. Come on. He's gonna have Jesus, and and Jason, all of the boys said, but what if he goes to church and says a cuss word? <laughs> I said, well, you know what? It's called grace.
0: Yeah, we'll
2: forgive him because he has to learn how to live right. Yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah, he hadn't been that way so. That was our beginning wow. of the—he was 28, I was 27. Wow. And Alan and Jason remember the most of it. And Alan—I mean, he was just— Alan had helped me so much that I probably would have had a nervous breakdown. Wow. But he was a little man at a young age. Yeah. And I felt so bad. I said, you didn't get to play baseball and do all those things kids did because you were helping me with the kids. Hmm. And you know what he said? Alan said, Mom, I did exactly what God wanted me to do. And I did not need all that. Wow. I needed my family. And see, that's when so many people throw in the towel. And look what we went through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And here we
2: are and made a difference, I believe.
0: Penny with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high-quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you, so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at KiwiCo.com slash Sadie Rob Summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at KiwiCo, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Sadie Rob Summer. Whoa, or just text Woe to 500500 500. That's Audible a u d i b l e dot com slash Woe, or text Woe to five hundred five hundred to try Audible for free for thirty days. I mean, if we're being honest, there's so many people listening to this podcast who feel the exact same way that y'all felt. Maybe their story looks different, but they feel like I want to throw in the towel. I want to give up. My life is not what I thought it was going to look like. Yeah. Maybe my marriage is falling apart that I thought was going to be forever. Maybe my kids are not getting to do the stuff because we don't have money. And here you are, and given so much hope. And it's not saying, but look at where we're at because we're this or that. It's like, look at where we're at because we have Jesus. Like, yeah, look at is. what happened because Jesus came into our He would
2: our have family. never changed without Jesus. Yeah,
0: like that was the thing. But,
2: and that, I think some about the verse of how the wife's, Behavior mm-hmm. can lead their husbands. Yeah. And I think in that, and I'm not bragging on myself, it was only because I came to Christ at 27. Oh, totally. And so it was just like from then, mm. you know, it was the real deal, you know. Wow. And I had told when I prayed at Whitesbury Road, um, when Bill studied with me, I said, I want to tell God that I'm with him mm. and I want my husband with him. Mm. But if not, I'll follow him, wow. and I'll have three little boys right behind me.
0: Wow. What I love about your story is, like, the commitment aspect to, like, when you make a promise, like, you keep it. And it reminds me of that verse when it says, let your yes be your yes and your no be your no. And I was just studying that the other day. I'm like, why did Jesus say that? And it's basically saying, like, like, if you have to say, like, I promise or I swear, it makes it seem like when you say yes that you're not being truthful it may yeah. it waters down your words but when you just say yes and that's enough and you, when you just say no and that's enough there's such like a respect for you there's such a trust and for you like i think a lot of people can learn from just that commitment aspect with jesus and with your family with your husband like when you say yes that's a yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you make a promise and a commitment, that's who you're going to follow, and I just love it. Uh, for those listening, so Alan, who she's talking about, the <laughs> the young man, you know, who was, what, nine years old at yes. the time? yeah. He is Lisa's husband, and so Lisa and Alan, my mm-hmm. aunt and uncle, and Lisa, um, y'all went through a lot of marriage stuff too. I don't know what your best piece of advice is, but it's, it is interesting, and I want to talk to you about your marriage too, but I want to hear av- your advice first, but a lot of times People's best piece of advice, it really does shape who they are in life. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can look at that little thing and be like, Wow, that really did stick with you and that's that shows who you are. Like what your grandma said to you, you received and it changed who you are and right. that's why I ask And it people never left
2: me. It was That so... question.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's so it's so powerful. So Lisa, what what's yours? Well, I think probably um,
1: my best piece of advice and I got after I got married was <laughs> um was you know, don't let the sun go down on your anger yeah. and don't mm-hmm. sleep back to back. Yeah, you know? that's good. Um settle your differences before you go to bed. It's good. Because during the night, whenever you're sleeping, Satan mm-hmm. is working. Yeah. On your thoughts and, and you know, he's whispering little lies in mm-hmm. your ear and yeah. And so the next day it's worse than it was the night before. Totally.
0: You think you know? you're gonna sleep it off. That's but right. It, it's worse. That's it right. gains
1: momentum. That's Almost. right. And I I I believe that's because, you know, the devil is continuously, you know, whispering and talking to you all throughout, you know, your unconscious, you know, whenever you're totally asleep. So, um, so that, that's my piece of advice that, um, that somebody Mm -hmm. told us, you know, just. Just don't go to bed angry.
0: You know what's crazy about that is I remember Peppa Shack, so my great uh-huh. grandpa, before he passed away, I was young. And it's almost like your grandma said to you, like, it's so it's almost strange that he said this to me, but I remember him saying it so clearly. I was sitting in their little computer room, you know mm-hmm. how they have the room where they have their computer in and he walked in and he said, When you get married one day, never let the sun go down on your anger and I was uh-huh. like and it just I think because it was so random maybe, right. it stuck with me. And so I remember when Christian and I were dating, it was like, just so you know, I'm not gonna let <laughs> yeah. the sun go down right. on anger. Right. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk about this book because y'all wrote a book on sisterhood together, which is so yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm all about sisterhood. And for those who follow me, they know I always say, I'm just trying to be a good sister and a friend and y'all are too. Now people might see where I learned that from, yeah. this legacy of sisterhood. Um, one of the biggest questions I get asked, like. I get this all the time when we open it up for Q&A is people say, like, how do you handle mother-in-law relationships? And mm-hmm. here you are with your yeah. mother-in-law writing a book on sisterhood. Right. And so tell a little bit about y'all's relationship over the years and how y'all have even grown to the place where you can write this book. Well, when Al and I got
1: married, I did not have a very good relationship with my own mother. Mm. Um, it was very strained and it was throughout our life. I think even after I married, um, Alan was, you know, not who she had picked out for me mm. and, um, you know, he, she thought he was not good enough, you, wow. know, and, uh, you know, and I think back on that and just think, mm, you know, yeah. maybe I wasn't good enough for him, <laughs> yeah. but, um, so, you know, I didn't know how to do anything. I didn't know how to cook. Mm. Um, I didn't know how to take care of a husband. Mm. Um, when we got kids, I, you know, I didn't know really anything about raising kids, and so we lived right beside Kay and Phil, and so Kay taught me how to cook.
0: Wow, she did.
1: and um, a good
0: person to learn from. Yeah, about.
1: that's right. As you know, she's taught all of her daughter in laws, or
0: she's tried. I tried.
2: Tried. Yes. Failed with Corey. I know.
0: I was <laughs> gonna say something happened with my mom. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and it was—I
2: I think get, God knew that Willie was going to be such a good cook yes, because that's right. he took that from me. I know yeah, he did. He did, and of course, Phil is a wonderful cook too. Yeah. And so, it thank just, God,
0: Dad had it. We had at least one parent who—that's right—had Okay, who got well, your legacy? And thing. you got two, Mama too.
1: She's—I mean, she can cook, but she doesn't five, do a lot five. of that. Well, she you only know, makes so. five
0: things. My she mom told me. joked the other day about how different you and two Mama are, and she said, "I'll put it like this: Mama Kay will make three different meals." a day. Two Mama has three different meals to choose from. Do you want Sloppy Joe's spaghetti yeah. or this for the <laughs> whole year,
1: you know? And another funny thing yeah. your mom said, she said whenever she was growing up, it wasn't um, um what do you want to eat? It was where do you want to go to? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, so yeah, what restaurant true. are we going to? My
0: mother-in-law doesn't cook either, but I always tell her, hey, you have a skill in knowing who to call, okay? That's she right. She knows what that's restaurant exactly to call. Right. To that's the, the same sandwich. with Two Mama, and uh, your mom learned it yeah, too. Yeah, Two Mama got Johnny's Pizza on speed dial. <laughs> I'll take it. That's hilarious. And it's so
1: funny, Kay, I was, I was telling her, she was telling me that she was dropping um, honey off uh, at Johnny's Pizza, and I said, well, Sadie, you're starting her off really young <laughs> with Johnny's Pizza. And she said... Aunt Lisa, she does not like food but loves Johnny's pizza. It's true. She is. So,
0: I can't get her to eat anything. I put it up to her mouth. Honey literally curls her lips like, ma. no. Then Johnny's pizza, she starts cooking her legs. Yeah. She's it, she knows. She
2: knows. And yeah. she just eats yeah. regular pizza.
0: Yeah, she loves like, cheese pizza. Like, she gets so excited. Nothing else. Like, yeah. I'll give her all kinds of good stuff, but cheese pizza. Let me tell you something. My yeah. girl knows. <laughs> she knows what's good. Well, Johnny's is good. the best. So. It is. So you learn how to cook from her. Her, that's how y'all started yeah. like tethering y'all's relationship together mm-hmm. and then now fast forward years later and y'all are talking about sisterhood and so what um why did y'all write this book together why did you feel like this was like an important thing uh for y'all to write
1: you know living right beside her I saw so many women you know men and women families yeah. um just come and go yeah. uh, because Kay and All Phil would, yeah, yeah Kay and Phil brought them in and they fed them, and, and then they fed them the word of God. Hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of times they left behind wet towels because they would take them down to the river and baptize awesome. them. And so that's what, you know, my my married years, um, that's all I saw. Yeah. So I learned what ministry was about. It was about learning. It that's was awesome. the, the, the most important thing is it's about people, yeah. you know, True. loving people. True. That's right. And I, I really got that from her.
2: Can I say one sure. thing? The greatest command He gives us, you know, to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Number two is love one another.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mhm.
2: And people don't seem to get how easy it is. Yeah. It's one another. Yeah. You know, they'll say, "Well, I just can." Yes, God gave you the ability yeah ability to love one another
0: that's so good and it's like people always ask me like or they tell me i want to do ministry one day i'm like why don't you do ministry now right like, ministry is not oh. a platform ministry is loving god and loving people and you're right you can do that anywhere you can do that with whatever you have and i can well see they weren't they weren't paid
1: people to, to be doing yeah. ministry you know yeah. oh. they just loved people so that yeah. was the reason why they did it and that's how good. we grew up i mean and your dad too yeah um He's he loves ministry because He was in ministry his whole entire life. His whole life, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what I tell people. I'm like, I didn't just start ministry a few years ago when people started seeing me do ministry. I was baptizing people in bathtubs at our house at like, (laughs) you know, 15 years old. Just because I love God and I love the people. And we'd sit there and we'd study the Bible and be like, who wants to get baptized? Because I saw my dad do that. I saw Papa Phil do that. I saw all my family do that. And if there is a body of water, somebody's I can tell you a real story
2: that you don't know about about your dad and Jason uh were studying and and really through their high school they were so involved in the uh you know the uh, student mm-hmm. part of it you know uh and so uh they came one night he called me and he said we're coming. He said we've really been studying with some people at a group and he said, They're all coming so I didn't know what they're all how many that is, you know. <laughs> And so well, you just want me to bring towels and all that. And he said, Uh yeah, mom, whatever. Just just be ready when we come. <laughs> Fifteen kids, oh
0: my gosh, that's awesome. Came
2: and gave their confession that were baptized that night. I run out of towels.
0: Wow.
2: That's I mean, awesome. it yeah. was just like and that was that was uh Willie and Jace together. Awesome. Yeah. They were like and they went through that high school so Solid, yeah, and so never, never turning their way on the, you know, the wrong That's way. Awesome. In that great,
0: oh, it's so powerful, mm-hmm. and they're still doing it. Yeah, still to this day, we yeah. have people go out in our pond all the time. I'll uh-huh. we'll have people show up and go down to the river all the time. Uh, one of these y'all talked about in the book is speaking of ministry and the reason we have muffins here today yeah. that you so kindly brought is because of your muffins group. And so talk mm. a little bit about your muffins, how that started and what that's been like.
2: It, it was, I don't know how many years ago, but I had a girlfriend in Calhoun and she said, I just think we need some women mm. together because you're helping me. You could help other people. I mean, why do you spend all this time with me when maybe five or six other women could be here and you could help them? So I was like, okay, I'm going to go for it. And the weirdest thing was one of the ladies um, that was in the first group, uh, uh, she had a little dress shop in Calhoun, Louisiana. And our meetings, the back room was just the little inventory and all back there. We sat on the floor... On our knees in a little circle of five or six That's women, awesome. and that is how it first started. Wow! And then we got so crowded in there, we decided to take it outside. So we we awesome. met with a uh, on a picnic table by beside that little store, and did that. And I, I remember us getting bigger and had to get another picnic table wow. out there. And I remember we'd get up to pray at the end and how big the circle was.
0: Wow. Sweet. That's awesome. And
2: and look, it's good and it's and it's wonderful, but I mean two sisters actually had a fight there one day.
0: Wow.
2: And which I'm not I'm not good at breaking up my eyes at all.
0: I can't but, really see you being that person. <laughs> That's right.
2: <laughs> but one of them said, I'm leaving. And I, I, you know, I said, no, no, no. So I came out there, and the other one was crying over there. And so I I, I was just holding on the truck. She was supposed to drive with hanging, me hanging on the truck. And I begged her and begged her to stay. And she said, I can't, Miss Cash. And she said, please get off the truck because I'm fishing to hurt you. And, I, you know, I did everything and I said, I'm going to tell you something. I'm talking to her and then don't worry. I'll, you'll see me today again uh, because, you know, I, we've got to get this straightened out. So I talked and comforted the girl, uh, other one, yeah. got her settled, got her. We prayed over her and she was in an okay shape. So we said, okay, I said, okay. Who's going to me with the other ones? And I had a smaller group because some of them had to go. Yeah. And we went to that home and prayed with her and wow. got her settled. And it was all okay. But, you know, I never dreamed something like that would happen. Yeah. But see, you cannot be surprised. Yeah. But you've just got to see God and see that you're... you're representing him here what would he do would he just say well let him go you
0: gotta fight for that sister yes good it's
2: like you've always told everybody i had to fight for my marriage and that's what many times we have to fight for our marriage for our kids for our friends for our sister just all that you really have to look at it is you're fighting for Jesus? Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. that's good. when you
2: do that, that's
0: good. That's so good. So why the muffins? Why? How did you come up with the name? Okay, of Okay, muffins? the
2: muffins. One of my friends said, "I know what I could do." She said, "I'm gonna make muffins for the group." You know, because it was a morning group. Yeah, it was and a morning, morning yeah. group. And I said, "Yeah," and I said, "Well, what are we gonna call ourselves?" And she said, "The Muffin Group." <laughs> 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 she is. Yeah, it stuck.
0: Clever. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I have a Bible study at my house uh, weekly on Saturdays and we bring muffins most of the time uh-huh. and so that's, maybe we're the mini muffins. That's right. New that's what y'all muffins. could be. The mini, I mini muffins. I we have a new group name, the mini muffins. Uh, and about. then
2: we didn't bring muffins. We brought all kind of other food but then somebody would say, why are you the muffin group? And of course, I'd go back and tell. At that time, we would just bring muffins every, yeah. Yeah. every time we had the group.
0: And today, the Well, That's Good podcast got blessed with the muffins up here. That's I right. I love it. Yeah. So, so I want to ask mm-hmm. y'all because I'm sure, like growing up, the Robertson family is, um, what is the word for the Robertson family? We're wild, they're crazy, yeah. okay? Like, like different, different. Yes, yes, all words are really yeah. working for who we are mm-hmm. as a whole. So I'm sure y'all never thought that we would be famous, that y'all would have a TV show, and now they're making a movie about y'all's life, mm-hmm. like that. Is I, I crazy. will tell you
2: something right quick. When I was a mother and they're all there and everything and it was so wild and so different i told phil one day i said you know we could make a movie about this crazy family i said that i couldn't believe it but it came back to me and we laughed and laughed wow and here you are doing that I i was actually gonna ask you that like because part of
0: it is crazy like you would never think but then Part of me feels like you were born to be famous, Mom, okay? You, uh,
2: you're you're just the uh, woman for, for the job. You did not know that when I was a little girl, well, of course, I had all these animals, you know, and yeah. I would rescue them and fix them. And so I was so proud of my animals. I had sheep, I had everything, little yeah. bl- lambs, you know. So I took it on myself. I had a lot of time because my parents worked all the time yeah. in their grocery store. So I would go around to all the older ladies I knew, and I knew them because my grandmother stayed with her, so they were like friends of hers. But I, they would often say how lonely they were. Mm. So I would think, I'll take my animal. And so that's what I would do. I would go from house, I walked everywhere with the animal. <laughs> that's and, awesome. And what, mostly I took the little lambs, but sometime I might take baby chicken and have him somewhere where he wouldn't poo on me and then i would take a cat i would take a dog i would always feel like i had to you know take something like that for him to see and talk to him it was just like a good opening but i just walked all over the town and i would only pick the older women because i they were the ones that i knew We're lonely. That's so
0: sweet. She was doing
2: animal therapy before animal therapy came along. You
0: were. See, there's goat (laughs) yoga nowadays, but you had the original idea. I I did. But you've always, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're a people person, and I think that's the Mm -hmm. thing. It's like, even whenever things seem so random, you're like, I would never imagine that. God's, like, put something in you that's prepared for it, you know? And I was thinking about whenever Doug Dynasty started, um, you you and Alan had us over to y'all's house, and we kind of did this whole talk about, like, Um, Just, we're gonna stay grounded, we're gonna stay rooted in our faith, and and we really did. And I I was talking to Christian about that the other day, and I was like, I'm so proud of our family. Like, even just like Bella and Will, and like my little siblings, and then all of us, and all of y'all that like nobody, you know, went off the deep end, you know? Everybody was really grounded in faith. And I mean, proud proud is the word, but also, I mean, I know that was by the grace of God, and everybody had journeys, everybody had ups and downs, but for the most part, just remain like in love with God. So what do you think are some of the keys to, you know, when you get famous, how to navigate that? Because right now, in today's day and age, a lot of people are getting famous. Like, you can get TikTok famous in Mm -hmm. one day. You know, you can be on The Bachelor, you know, just because you get selected. You can hit a reality TV show. You can, you know, be Instagram famous. There's, like, all these ways to get famous. And I think that people's motive maybe going in is what steers them in the wrong direction when they get there. But what are some, like... I don't know, tips of advice for people to get famous who really want to stay grounded?
1: Well, I think one thing is um, you got to remember where you came from. You've got to remember who put you in this position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as a Robertson family, the whole of us, we always felt as though this was a gift from God. Yeah. And no that, doubt. that what he gave us was a platform for us to proclaim Him, not us. It was not about us, it was all about Him. And He opened doors, I mean, so many doors um, for all of us, especially for you. I mean, you know, with you speaking to wasn't it in a year he spoke to over a million teens or something? I mean, it was unbelievable. So you know, Phil God told God that, that his
2: sermon one night. Yeah, I think he said, uh, when it was a Sunday, and he said, talking about Sadie, talking about he was trying to preach about everybody. It doesn't. They think there is one evangelist, one preacher, one you, and that's who does everything. He said, not at all. He said, I'm going places. All my family, are here. and he said, my little granddaughter Sadie she talked to half a million people mm-hmm. yeah. what you know all over it's everywhere
0: divide and conquer like. right. yeah exactly when right. you're a family whenever you it's like the bible talks about like we're one body like right. what's the what's the arms without the legs you know like exactly one body right. when one thing succeeds it all succeeds and one part's honored it's all honored when one part hurts it all hurts and that's so yeah. true like our family has kind of done that that's yeah. powerful yeah. and I think that's what I told somebody they said Sadie like how do you think you didn't you know lose your mind whenever you went to Hollywood or did no, yeah. all this stuff and I said well I think one I can one I can see why people do and I can see how people do mm-hmm. like make name it, is crazy it can make you yeah. go crazy too that's right but one thing i said is i didn't do it alone like most people right. that get famous it's they, mm-hmm. they feel alone because it's them that's highlighted right. and for me i had 30 family members who are going through the exact same thing and so I didn't feel super different, you know? Like we all were doing it together. And in some cases, yeah, there are moments of that, that isolating feeling or that lonely feeling of no one understands or no one gets it. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, but really my family does. And I think if you get in that situation, like remembering where you come from and keeping your people, like making sure your people understand, like my life is changing, but I'm not changing. Like my life is crazy, but like I need my people. Like just being honest and being where you're at is so important. And I think also Sadie, the people that you surround yourself with yeah um you know the people
1: that work for you or the people that you're friends with the people you hang out with um if they're not good strong christian people Mm -hmm. um then a lot of times you may follow them down the wrong path but i mean when you did dancing with the stars you had two mama with you Mm -hmm. you know um your grandmother who you know um stuck by your side the whole time
2: yeah and so
1: then you true. had your mom and dad on speed dial yep. you know facetime and yep. you know and so i i believe it also has to do with who you surround yourself it's with very
0: true yeah, that's i very remember true. i've never told this story publicly and this is just funny because i'm sure people will take this and run with it but i remember when i was on dance with the stars and when you're in la like you just get invited to all these different things because you're kind of in the yeah. bubble and I remember everyone on the cast got invited to J-Lo's Halloween party. Oh, wow. And I remember thinking like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, I could go to J-Lo's Halloween party, but my grandma wants me to go watch Survivor with her. And yeah. I literally went and watched Survivor with my grandma. And everyone's probably like, why would you not go to Jayla's yeah. Halloween party? But for me, I was 17 years old. Right. I knew, like, that is not a wise decision for That's me right. to go to That's this right. party. I just yeah. knew. It's just, for me, that was not gonna lead me to do good things, right. and so I stayed home with two Tumama, and she made pastoroni and cornbread, from a box, Posterone and corporate from a box when we watch Survivor. And I don't regret that. Like, yeah, I really don't. Right. And I think it's like in those decisions, it really shapes your life. And people don't realize that one yes leads down a that's path exactly and one right. no leads down a path. Mm-hmm. And that's why your yes and your no's are really important in life. And, you know, people might say, well, what? you missed out on a really cool opportunity. And maybe I did, but I had a heck of a night. And when I yeah. look back at that season in my life, I don't regret moments. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, that was fun. Like it was actually a good time. And so, and there's nothing so there's nothing that you missed there though. No.
1: You know? I mean, your life has been great and full and I mean not saying you haven't had your struggles cuz yeah. we all have struggles. Totally. We're all human. Totally. But um, but at the same time you, you haven't missed anything. Totally. I mean, you know, God has given you exactly yep. I don't what feel you like need. Yeah,
0: I like at every point in your life so true that's good so i did have a question come in from an anonymous uh, fan and they wanted to know from uh miss k they wanted to know if you could cook a meal for jesus
2: what meal would you cook you don't know how many times i've been asked that and the last time i was asked that i remember i said well Everybody loves my chicken and dumplings. That's right. I just cook them for everything. And then I started going back. And really what I was thinking is what all y'all liked as a family, you know, my favorite dishes and all. And I said, now, I can make Mexican cornbread, but it's not quite as good as Lisa's, but I could (laughs) do that. And then I would just name her everything. And I said, but I'd have to give him a a dessert. And, you know, know, would he like a pie or would he, you know? (laughs) So I was just out with it just different things that I cooked I was just like he's the most important but I you know I would treat him that way yeah, yeah. the best of the
0: best yes. right. well that was a good question for you and then they also had a question for you Lisa what is the most random assortment of foods that you could ever put together
1: now I know who your anonymous uh, person that asked this question is and who might not be your dad, My dad. <laughs> and I'll explain that we were at the fair one year
2: and, oh, I remember that. And
1: so they had these kebabs, and it was chicken and onion and bell pepper and maybe those little tomatoes. Yeah. And they roasted them, you on know. On a stick. And they were all on a stick together, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, so Alan and I got one of those, and we were eating it. And um, so a a news pe- person came by, you know, wanting, yeah. and, and Alan was at the bathroom. So I'm just like, I don't want to <laughs> answer this, but, you know. And uh, so he said, so what's the most interesting thing, you know, that you've had here at the fair? Because he was in the food section, you know. And I said, well, it's just a lot of different things you don't normally eat together. Your dad read that. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm telling you, that's been 25 years ago. It's before I was born. Yeah. He's still talking He's about still it. He's still talking about
0: it. You my know? dad, it's like, I, I hate he it doesn't for forget people. He not anything. Because I've been with friends over at my house where they'll say something embarrassing. And, you know, I would like to say to them, it's okay. Like, it's okay. It's not a big deal. But what I have to say to them is my dad will literally bring that up every time you see him for at least the next That's 10 exactly years right. of your life and then and then his poor
1: son in-laws oh you know, all the things oh. he, ha- he calls them it's bad know? it's yeah. bad
0: so okay i gotta ask y'all about growing up with my dad because my dad if, i guess like if you watch the show you didn't really see my dad's full personality because mm-hmm. you know he was the boss and that was a lot of what the show highlighted but he's crazy oh. so what was he like yeah. as a little boy
2: well he he was so funny
0: Mm -hmm. He was
2: always funny. I will remember that. I remember a trip when he was three years old. I went to Eldorado, Arkansas. We lived at Junction City at the time. And I remember taking it. We shopped at Walmart and was coming home. And we were just not far from home. And I looked at him. And, of course, he was standing because they didn't have seatbelts right beside me at the car, you know. And I said, where did you get that hat? I just now noticed he had a baseball hat on and he didn't have one. I mean, and he said, at the store. Oh no. And I said, well, I didn't pay for it. He said, they just gave it to me. I said, did you ask anybody? And he said, no, I didn't see him." Oh so, no. <laughs> I mean, he was gonna. His okay, first, his, his first, first deal.
0: Deal. Yeah, he's hilarious. Like people that meet him are like, "You're not the funniest person I've ever met." I didn't know that. I'm like, "No, he really is. Like he's hilarious. He's like a he's he's really like a comedian. But he yeah. says the thing that no one else would say because everyone else would say that's rude, that's too far. But that's he right. just says yeah. it, and it I is rude who and too that. far who when it's getting set.
2: From, yeah. would it be his dad sometimes <laughs> yeah. saying things that nobody else would say? <laughs> that's yeah. so that's, really that's true. what he was saying. Yeah, so but true. did I ever tell you about all the times he ran away from home?
0: No. So yeah, is, that's funny because Bella ran away from home once. So maybe yeah. Bella gets that. Oh, he dad. ran
2: away yeah. from home about 15 times. No. Oh,
1: a- about every two weeks. No. Yeah, he did it.
2: <laughs> and, and you know, he anytime he disagreed or got mad at us, that's what he did. He well, how far from, would he go? Well, that's what's hilarious because I knew he wouldn't go there. I just knew him. I knew he didn't go there. It was all directions. But a lot of times over the hill behind us. That That's way he weird. went or he, he went. He built a
0: fort out there. No, yeah, no, no,
2: no. And, and then he would go down the uh road.
0: It's just a little bit dramatic. Oh, yes, just all dramatic. the time.
2: Yeah. And then I tell you what got him back. We I didn't worry, I didn't run looking. I was just just cool about it. And then I would fix fried chicken and this is really a true thing. And I'd say, well, Phil, when he smells this, he'll be back. And I put a little no fan, way. a fan in the kitchen to blow the smell up.
0: <laughs> I hope that's in the movie. That's and, hilarious.
2: <laughs> and and then he he uh, he come back. 'Cause sometimes he'd it pack like a hobo. He'd have his yeah. stick on it with a no, bag he, of his clothes. Yeah. Yes he did. That's and I he wish he'd have had a camera and taken uh, pictures I of I wish. Night, yeah. And he would uh he'd come in and I said, Oh, you're back and he said, What are you cooking? <laughs> you because know, his yeah all of a sudden whatever was meant so much to him to run away. That smell of fried chicken and all the <laughs> yeah. other smells I that were coming out of it. I think that'd still
0: work for him. Yeah. yeah. I think so. he'd still come running for fried chicken. Yeah. Probably That's works. hilarious. Yeah. Well, one day we were all on the family vacation, and we had a legitimate conversation over the dinner table over who out of me, John and Bella are the most dramatic. And I was like, even the fact that we're actually having this conversation shows yeah. that we have a father who is very That's dramatic. it's exactly right. He poured and into he's always
1: been kids. like and, that. And you know what's funny is um, whenever... I came into the family. Of course, I'm only, let's see, about six and a half years older than Willie. Yeah. And um, so when I came in the family, he was, you know, 11 or 12. Yeah. And um, so he would would move all the time. Like, they all lived together in a back room. (laughs) No. And then he would move. Like, he went down to the cook shack. And outside he fixed no it. yeah no walls where uh, were they clean fish now yeah Yeah, so he would go out there he had fixed it all up he had hanged curtains painted it
2: bright blue yeah
1: uh, put take all of his stuff out there <laughs> And so that's where he moved to.
0: That is hilarious. All right, so
2: then he would go to another place. He, How about the metal storage building yeah. in so the back? Yeah, so right
0: behind
1: her house, he she had a... there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he
2: would have a makeshift bed. Yeah, that yeah.
1: He so didn't move hilarious. his bed. So he would move back there. I mean... He moved all over he, the place. Granny's
2: porch. Yeah. Oh, he my moved gosh. There. That is yeah.
0: hilarious.
2: I mean, he was always leaving and moving. Leaving That's right. And moving. What would be
0: like... Okay, so, least so whenever, like, finally, when Missy and Mom came into the picture, Jessica, like, what would be a family dinner? Like, what would that look like? Like, does it look like it does now? Or were the boys, like, so much crazier when y'all were younger? Um... I would say probably they were a lot crazier then. Yeah. And they argued a lot really? during those really?
1: dinners. I feel you know? like
0: uh, they are probably really loud because they're oh, still yeah. loud. Yeah. It's right, like the loudest person wins the conversation. And right. so when exactly. you're all together with the rocks it's and, like... And, and, yeah. and,
1: and they played games, you know, all the time, cards. um
2: Dominoes, so yeah, they were always and when Phil and them and the boys played dominoes, they wouldn't just put the domino, it's just slam, slam, yeah, slam. Well, for those of you who
0: don't know who are listening, Phyllis, um, yeah, for how many years y'all didn't 44 years, years Phil, you know, know. they thought y'all had four boys, and then all of a sudden, 44 years later, they get a letter, and turns out that this woman was saying that she thinks she's Phil's daughter and yeah. you know at first I'm sure y'all are thinking no way that's there's crazy because right. there's been several people who have done that and uh <laughs> yes. yeah that's part of fame too but um yeah. this one was really legitimate so they took a dna test and it was a 99.999 yeah, whatever that's match right. That's right. and so they but y'all welcomed her in so beautifully we all did and I think that was so cool one thing that y'all are so good at is just accepting change and like going with it and I think mm-hmm. that in order to do that, you have to be rooted in who you are in Christ, Mm -hmm. you know, too, to even be able to allow, like, change to happen through you or around you, and y'all are so good at that. Um, I love how you mentioned, like, thank you for choosing life, and, like, you preach about that a lot. You do so much for that. Um, I want to hear a little bit about your passion for that, because that's a conversation that a lot of people don't talk about, and you've been really bold in that. Well, at 16, um,
1: I had chosen, you know, a lot of uh, wrong things in my life. And, um, at 16, I was dating someone and found out that I was pregnant. Hmm. And, um, so went and talked with my parents. We decided that abortion would be the best thing to do, which I'd never heard of that. I didn't hmm. know what it was.
2: I never knew that either. When I was a teenager, I didn't even know it was available. I, I didn't even know wow. about it. Yeah. The word I didn't know. Wow. It. Right. That's
1: crazy how much times so have changed. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, um, My mom and my dad, you know, both told me it's not a baby. It's just a glob of tissue, and Mm -hmm. they just take it out, you know. And um, so I went and and had an abortion, you Mm -hmm. know, at 16 years old. And um, it was a very dark time, Mm -hmm. you know. And um, so now... um, and, you know, I think I always knew that, that we were wrong about that mm-hmm. because why else would I have the guilt and the shame yeah. of And think about, it every, right. yeah. think yeah. about right. it every day. Remember how you um, said you think about it every day? But, you know, when I was at the abortion clinic, they told me three things that day that were lies, just mm-hmm. straight-up lies. One was it's just a glob of tissue. Mm-hmm. And we know now, you know, scientifically, yeah. that that the life begins at conception. Yeah, The second lie they told me was, once you leave here, your body will be fine. And, you know, you'll heal up in a couple of days. You'll be good as new. Again, that was a lie. Wow. Um, I had two pregnancies, um, Anna and Alex. Anna was a premature baby, you know, weighed a pound and 15 ounces. Wow. Um, Then Alex almost came four months early. And then the third baby, I lost. Wow. You know, so I had a miscarriage. So something that they did to me um you know messed messed up my female wow. reproductive organs so anyway um and then the third lie um was is probably the one that is the biggest lie and it was that when you leave here, Lisa, don't even think about this anymore. And mm. of course, I say, Lisa, they didn't call me by my name. I was just a number.
0: Wow. You know? yeah. But
1: you don't even, you never have to think about this again. Just go on and live your life mm. and put this behind you. Wow. And you know, that's been 40 years ago because I'm 56. So wow. that means that for 40 Still years, provide. I have thought about that wow. every day. Every day. Wow. And so my passion now is to just tell people. Mm. that those are lies yeah that is a lie yeah you know whenever you have an abortion you take a life mm. I took a life but not only one life I took generations of lives wow because I took my child's life my grandchildren my great-grandchildren and and so we need to know that abortion is a lie yeah we need to know what it is yeah. But that's just it mm. They won't let us say what abortion is. Yeah. You know, they won't let you show what abortion is. Yeah. It gets shut down. That's exactly. Yeah. I put something on my Facebook one day about this guy that was going around and he was saying, do you believe, um, yeah, or, you know, are you pro-life or, yeah. or, or pro-choice? And yeah. so they, he interviewed like four or five people and they were all pro, pro-choice. pro mm-hmm. So then he shows them a video that this guy does of an abortion now, it's not on a baby. It's of like um like a simulation. Yeah. You know. And um, and he shows all of them that. And he comes back afterwards and says, did that move you any? Are you still pro life? I mean, pro choice or are you pro life now? Every one of them changed their mind. Wow. Because they saw that they video. Saw they the saw truth. what it is. Yeah. And they saw the truth. Yeah. And so, I mean, I believe that God redeemed me. and to have a voice totally and my roar is to let people know that abortion is wrong you can be redeemed from it though
0: yeah
1: and you you know you will have the Mm -hmm. regret and but god can take the shame of it i'll regret what i did for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I no longer live in shame awesome. and guilt because God took all of that, Yeah. but we need people to know. Yeah. And so awesome. my roar is, oh my is mm-hmm. about <laughs> being yeah, well, pro-life and, and pro-love because awesome. for so many people, we, we've, we've not been nice about exactly. it, you know? Love, so we yeah. have to love people where they are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's post-abortive. Sometimes it's before they have an abortion, but we've got to love them where they are and tell them the truth.
0: Yeah have true empathy and compassion to where they are i love how like jesus and all the scripture he had so much compassion Mm -hmm. on everyone no matter what they were doing no matter if they were super sinful or super sick or whatever Mm. it was like so much super self-righteous super self-righteous all across the board like he had enough compassion to sit with them and love them and Mm -hmm. be with them and then ultimately die for them and give uh, hope and redemption for them and that's the same for us today and man it's just so good uh, y'all this has been such a good conversation i could talk to y'all forever we've already gone an hour so i guess we wow. should stop but this has just been so so have good to have a i will i will, like maybe this is gonna have to be a two-part thing i know with. we just got to so much of the good stuff and yeah. we haven't even tapped into all of it but hey guys if y'all listen to this and you love this conversation you can find a lot of different um things that they've written they both have books they have done the i'm not ashamed which i uh, love uh, i'm second sorry i'm I second. second videos mm-hmm. that are so good they um are on um phil's podcast some um, yeah. but also they have a new book out called sister roar that you should go get right now i actually had the privilege of writing the forward to it and man there's just so much whoa that's good advice in here and on this podcast so y'all i guess i'm gonna have to have y'all back for part two yeah. another hour special <laughs> but i love you guys thanks for being on my podcast You're too sweet. This it's is so good